Hello, and welcome to Food Allergy Freedom with Chelsea Winterholler, a podcast to help moms who have children with food allergies find emotional freedom. This is episode 17, Dread or Confidence, Are Those My Only Options? Hello, hello. I am fully aware that some of you are here because you are following along with my son's allergy journey. You might even be on an allergy journey yourself. And I am aware that some of you have no idea about this food allergy journey that we are on at all. So I wanted to tell you a little bit about it. My son Myers, he is nine years old and he has an anaphylactic peanut allergy. He used to have an anaphylactic walnut allergy as well. And it feels pretty good saying the words used to with the walnut allergy. We are in a treatment program and that is what I want to tell you all about. A few years ago, Myers ended up in the emergency room after having an exposure at school. And after that exposure, my concern and anxiety and worry as a mother, uh, I just had a million emotions. And they just started to kind of take over my life a little bit. So many things go through your head when your child has a life-threatening allergy. Um, things like, when is this going to happen again? Or will he have anyone around to help him when he's exposed? Or will the doctors make the correct decisions to save my child? Will he even be able to get to a doctor? And a few months after we left the emergency room, both my husband and I felt that something needed to be done. So my awesome sister-in-law called me and let me know that she had recently been told about a program that would take Myers into remission from his walnut and peanut allergy. And I started looking into it. And although there were a lot of no's along the way, (laughs) there were more compelling arguments as to why we should move forward and do the program. So... About 20 months ago, we joined the Tolerance Induction Program at the Southern California Food Allergy Institute. And since that day, nothing has been the same. Our day-to-day lives have changed immensely. Myers has been dosing all different kinds of nuts and foods, like up to 80 nuts a day. in order to help his the proteins in his body that are similar to those found in peanuts to increase. So the reason that I am choosing to share this information with you now is that at Myers' next appointment in eight weeks, he will be eating half of a peanut. And although this is what we have been working towards, it has literally been our goal all along to eat a peanut. It's not seeming to make it any easier in our minds. This is a mental struggle for me. And I'm just imagining watching my son 
put a food into his mouth that has the capability of killing him. A food that has sent him to the emergency room in the past. And this just does not seem like an easy ask to me. And not to mention at the same time that I am having these feelings and thoughts, I am going to need to be the support system to Myers as he will have to get up the strength and the courage to actually be the one who eats the peanut. So just saying that out loud, it kind of makes my stomach tighten and it makes my breath shorten a little bit and it even makes my shoulders and my neck tense up. I am feeling dread. How can I be feeling dread looking forward to something that we have literally spent one and a half years and so much time and so much money working towards? That feeling of dread is coming from thoughts in my brain. I'm having thoughts like, this could kill him. And this food sent him into anaphylaxis two years ago. And he is going to chicken out and not do it. And he is not ready for this. Now, I could easily blame this feeling of dread on my circumstance, right? So the circumstance being that my son is eating a food he was anaphylactic to in the past. That is a fact. That is my circumstance. It would be very easy to convince myself that dread is coming from that circumstance. But I know better. And I know that feelings only come from my thoughts. And this feeling of dread is definitely coming from the thought this food sent him into anaphylaxis two years ago. It is a really big leap for me to just change my thought. I might be tempted to like force myself to change my thought, to change it to, Chelsea, this is what we've been working towards. Or he is so strong, he can do this. Or I did not spend all of this time and money for nothing. But when I really think about it, when my when I offer myself the thought, this is what we've been working towards, I only believe it for a few seconds, maybe 30 seconds. But then my brain automatically goes back to this thought, peanuts sent him into anaphylaxis two years ago. I cannot seem to get away from that thought. It keeps popping into my mind. This is happening to me every day. Every afternoon right now, he is eating a little gummy bear that has a small dose of peanut in it. And as he is taking a higher and higher dose of peanut, I am looking at that little gummy bear and thinking the thought, this food sent him into anaphylaxis two years ago. So I want to talk today about how we bridge the gap. How do we get from complete dread to a feeling that might just propel us to continue moving forward with this program? When I am feeling dread, 
because I'm thinking the thought this food sent him into anaphylaxis two years ago. I don't act how I want to. I don't act like the strong and brave mother. The mother who has made countless trips to California with only her eight-year-old son. When I am feeling dread, I don't ensure that my son is taking all of his protocols and medications because I'm being crippled by this feeling. And all of those actions that come from this feeling of dread are pushing us farther away from our goal, not closer This feeling of dread that is coming from a thought I am thinking is literally pushing us towards a place where my son would never be in remission. And he would have to deal with this allergy his entire life. And that is not what I want. So I have been asking myself, how do you want to feel? Chelsea, how do you want to feel when you are sitting in the doctor's office as your son eats half of an actual peanut, not in a gummy bear, an actual peanut? I will tell you exactly how I want to feel. I want to feel calm and confident. I want to feel complete trust in the doctor and in the program that we have been so diligently adhering to for the past year and a half. So how do I get there? How do I get from dread to confidence? This is such a good question and it takes a lot of honesty because simply changing your thought is not always an option. It is not an option when it is life or death. And do you want to know why? It is not because you're broken. It's not because you're not strong enough or courageous enough. It is actually because you are human. You are a human mother with a human brain. You are a mother who has so much love and concern for their child that you have sacrificed everything to help them heal. But there has to be a way. There has to be a way to slow down that feeling of dread and embrace even a little bit of that confidence. So let's just play with this for a second. If I am feeling confident, what would I be thinking? I might be thinking, the doctor is right here with us. Or, Myers has conquered so many little steps already. This is the next one. I might be thinking, this child is amazing. There's nothing he can't do. Those thoughts, they all invoke a feeling of confidence within me. Now remember, this is very important. Our circumstance has not changed. The circumstance is my son is eating a food he was anaphylactic to in the past. The only thing that changes when I go from that feeling of dread to a feeling of confidence is my thought. 
If you are still listening and you are not convinced that your feelings come from a thought, I want you to stop right now, go back to episode four, where I talk more in depth about how our thoughts create our feelings. So in an ideal world, I would just change my thought. I would start thinking, the doctor is right here with us. I would feel confident and I would watch my son eat the peanut from a place of confidence. That sounds so beautiful, doesn't it? I, however, am assuming that this might not be the state of my brain. I am assuming this eight weeks ahead of time because I am spending some time right now to really analyze the thoughts that are going through my brain. And believe me, this work, this mental work that I am doing is going to allow us, my son and I and our family, to propel forward with our goals. Without it, without this work, I would constantly feel dread and anxiety and worry. And our goals would go to the wayside and our emotions would completely take over. I am not willing to let my emotions take over my goals. We will move forward. And as I do this hard mental work for myself, I will help my child along the way. I will teach him and we will learn together how to manage our thoughts in a way that we can feel confident, that we can feel assured, that we can feel hope, that we can feel an emotion that will help us continue moving forward. So I will tell you what I am going to do until our next appointment. I am going to try some thoughts on. Just like a warm jacket, I'm going to try them on. I am going to give myself an option to believe a thought somewhere between the two other thoughts I have suggested to myself, okay? So I'm going to give myself the option to believe. I am open to believing that this program is helping my son move forward with his allergy. I'm going to offer my brain the thought, maybe... Today's step is an opportunity to get closer to remission. I might try on the thought, it's possible that eating this peanut will bring us closer to our goal. I am going to see how those thoughts feel to me. That thought, I am open to believing that this program is helping my son move forward with his allergy does not make me feel dread. It also does not make me feel complete confidence, but it moves me out of dread and towards confidence. I feel like I am being released a little bit. I feel like a little bit of relief in giving my human brain permission to just be open to believing that this will help us move forward. 
It doesn't mean that I'm 100% confident that nothing is going to go wrong when he eats the peanut. But it does allow my body and my heart to be open to believing that this could be the way. When I think that thought, I feel relief. And relief in my body helps my stomach untangle just a little bit. And it helps my shoulders relax just an inch. And it helps my breath go from short, staggered breathing to long, slower breaths. This, my friends, is what I like to call a bridge thought. A thought that can bridge us from one difficult thought that is keeping us stuck to another thought that is our goal and our full desire. When we can't quite get to that 100% confident and positive thought. Bridge thoughts are so valuable. Let me give you a different example. When I am looking in the mirror at all of my imperfections and I think the thought, I am chubby. I feel sad. What I want to think when I'm looking in the mirror is, I am beautiful. But there is something about us being human that doesn't allow our brains to believe that it's acceptable to go from I am chubby immediately to I am beautiful. But we can find a bridge thought. A bridge thought in this circumstance of you looking in the mirror might be I am a human woman. Or it might be, I am becoming a person who believes she is beautiful. Or it's possible that there is beauty in this body. You might even think the thought, I'm learning that beauty comes in all shapes and sizes. Those are all bridge thoughts. We don't have to jump from a thought that makes us feel sad and depressed to a thought that makes us happy and like everything is perfect in the world. Our brains, our human brains don't accept that. They're too smart for that. If we do that, if we try to trick our brains into believing something that we just don't believe, our brains will fight back. They will push that negative thought deeper and deeper into you more and more often. But if you can take the time and put in the work to process through some bridge thoughts that can get you there, your brain can adjust. Your brain can learn. Isn't that awesome? Let's take another example. My mother-in-law hates me. I don't want to think that. I want to think my mother-in-law loves me exactly as I am. (laughs) The bridge thought might be, I'm considering that my mother-in-law's love means nothing about me. 
Or maybe I can love me exactly as I am. Or it's possible that my mother-in-law doesn't love herself. Or I am becoming a person who isn't concerned with what other people think. When you are trying to find a bridge thought, use those words that I gave you. It might start with maybe or it's possible or I am becoming a person who. All of those things help you process a bridge thought. These thoughts are so valuable. I use them every single day and that is not a lie. I can't always convince myself of the confident, happy thoughts that I want to have. But when I don't want to stay stuck in dread and worry, I can find a bridge between the two. I can find a way for me to start teaching my brain to adjust to the new desired thought without forcing my brain to believe it. Myers and I, we are going to spend the next eight weeks trying to move from this feeling of dread that we are having to a feeling of confidence. And I know it is not going to come overnight. We are going to walk across this bridge for the next eight weeks. It is going to take a lot of work and it is going to take a lot of reminding ourselves that we are open to believing that this program is going to help us move forward. We are just going to keep saying that. We're going to keep telling ourselves that we can be open to believing it. We aren't going to force it. We aren't going to try and trick our brains into believing those confident thoughts. We are just going to focus on being open to believing that this program can help. And that openness will help us feel relief. And that is a whole lot better than dread. If you are learning from and enjoying this podcast, give me a shout out on your podcast app or recommend this to a friend. Find me on Instagram at Coaching. Thanks for joining me today. See you next week, Allergy Moms.